Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest on the show, Penzoil Performance Line, and I've never been more excited for one of my guests than I am today because the greatest coach of all time, my favorite person walking the face of planet Earth, Pat Fitzgerald will join me live in a half hour. I was trying to think of how to quantify that. Brandon, our floor director, is here. I was realizing perhaps I should quantify that with members of my family. But you know what? Did you watch the game Saturday? At this point, Fitzy is number one on my list. So I'm really looking forward to that. We will talk to him, the head coach of the number 11-ranked Northwestern Wildcats. will join me in a half hour after a win that I know a lot of people consider to be an upset, and I know that he did not. And frankly, neither did I. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. But obviously on Mondays, it starts with the National Football League and it will start with my hot takes and then yours. So we can start loading up the phones now if you want. We're going to get to the hot takes in about seven or eight minutes. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. And you know how we do these on Mondays. I want your hottest take coming out of yesterday in the National Football League. I'm not looking for anything lukewarm. I'm looking for your hot takes coming out of the day yesterday. And I will give you my top three in just a moment. But I want to start, before I get to that, with the end of Sunday in the National Football League. Because a couple of things happened last night. If you stayed up late and you watched Kansas City and Las Vegas, and the word Oakland was on the tip of my tongue, I'm still getting used to that. If you stayed up late and watched the Chiefs and the Raiders, I think there were two things that were on display. And I want to start with the first one, and that is that Patrick Mahomes has so lulled us to sleep that he can throw for 348. He can lead a game-winning drive inside the last two minutes. He can put together one of what anyone else would consider to be the best games of the season, and it hardly even feels worthy of a mention. He's just so good. He has completely changed everything. Patrick Mahomes is so good now that we fully take him for granted. So I'll begin today before I get into the Raiders, which is really where I want to go because there's nowhere else to go with the Chiefs. Mahomes is ridiculous. They're insanely good. They will cruise into the the playoffs at this point. We'll see if they get the one or the two seed, and we'll see if anybody can knock them off. But they are not only the team to beat this year, but they're the team to beat as long as he is their quarterback, which the way these things tend to go these days is probably – Something like the next 15 years. The Kansas City Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC for the next 15 years because they have that kid. And I will say again what I said earlier this year. We take him for granted to the point that he won't even get serious consideration for MVP. We can't stop trying to figure out who else we can give the MVP award to because just to give it to Mahomes seems too obvious and too easy. But the reality is it's also the right thing to do. So in the same way that Michael Jordan should have won a bunch more MVPs and LeBron James should have won a bunch more MVPs, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. So I will repeat what I said a few weeks ago. We should rename the MVP award the Patrick Mahomes Award and just give it to whoever is second and just acknowledge he's the guy from now until the foreseeable future. So that's the easy part. The hard part is how good the Raiders are. And I thought Ryan Clark said it real well this morning on Get Up. Most teams try to build with defensive ends and secondary players to try to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Raiders said, we're going to fight fire with fire. We're going to have as much offense as you have. And we've seen that in two games. They went toe-to-toe, tat-for-tat, stood in the middle of the ring, and slugged it out offensively with the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's been extremely fun to watch. This offense can beat you any way you ask them to. They can run it. They can throw it. They can play the short game. They can play 
play the long game. They're impressive to watch and not a team you want to face in the playoffs. So what I'm listening for, and I have a feeling I'm going to get crickets, are all the people who were saying John Gruden, the game had passed him by that first year in Oakland when he traded away Khalil Mack. Which team would you rather be now? The team that traded Khalil Mack or the team that traded for him? I'm looking right at you, Chicago. You tell me which team you'd rather be right now. Khalil Mack is a brilliant player, and with him, you've won a combined total of zero playoff games, and you probably have the most bleak future of any team in pro football. The Raiders? Would anyone put it past them to make a deep run in the playoffs this year? I wouldn't. And John Gruden has a quarterback in Derek Carr, who the world was ready to give up on, and I was sure he would too, playing at a Pro Bowl level. So I think that apologies are in order from a lot of places. Not here. Not here. You never heard, I wasn't doing the show at that time, but you never heard me say the game is passed, John Gruden by. You heard me say John Gruden is loading up for the year they get to Vegas. Now, no one knew that was going to be the year of a global pandemic. There'd be a very different circumstance, but imagine the energy in that city, in Las Vegas, right now, surrounding this new team that they got that looks this good. Remember, this is a team that lost last night to Patrick Mahomes by one possession in a week in which their entire defense was quarantined basically the entire time. They didn't have a fighting chance last night, and they fought Mahomes right to the end. So they're not the best team in the AFC, but they're damn close. So I think apologies are in order from a lot of places for John Gruden. Keep, keep attention to who it is that offers those. Because I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I've got a bunch of stuff I was wrong about that I'll get to today. One of them is coming up in just a couple of minutes. You should admit when you're wrong. A ton of people were dead wrong on Gruden. And he's getting the last laugh right now. And that is a really good football team. And they're going to get better. This is Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. Coming for your hot takes in just a few minutes, but first let's do mine. We number them three, two, and one. Number three. Henry gets the carry running left. Henry to the 25. Henry to the 20. To the 15. To the 10. To the Yes! Oh, yes! 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 Touchdown! Titans, as the Titans will run out of Baltimore with a shocker in OT. Oh, yes. Did I say yes? Yes. Yes, you did. 104.5, the zone in Nashville. The Tennessee Titans go into Baltimore and punch the Ravens in the face. And so my hot take number three today is this. There are six teams in the AFC that I would pick to make the Super Bowl this year before I would pick the Ravens. And one of them is the team that punked them yesterday in their own house. The Tennessee Titans went out to the logo before the game started and basically mocked the Ravens. And you know what the Ravens did? They sent their 58-year-old head coach out there to tell them that it was disrespectful and it hurt their feelings. And then they went and played like they couldn't care less. They are slow and they are bad and they are soft. The Ravens' defense is soft. What A.J. Brown did to them yesterday was embarrassing. The touchdown he scores is an embarrassing play for a Baltimore Ravens team that, if nothing else, is supposed to have the tough guy identity and be a defensive team. That was a disgraceful showing yesterday. And their offense is terrible. So I will count them for you right now. You tell me 
Who you like better in the AFC? Kansas City or Baltimore? Easy. Vegas or Baltimore? Easy. Buffalo or Baltimore? To me, that's Buffalo. Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Easy. Colts or Baltimore? Colts. And then Tennessee, which proved they could beat them in the playoffs in their building yesterday and then proved it last year and then proved it again yesterday. So the Baltimore Ravens, hot take number three today is the Baltimore Ravens are at best the seventh best team in the AFC. I'm not 100% sure they would make the playoffs if they hadn't added a seventh team, and they still may not. It is time for some soul-searching in Baltimore. Next. Number two. Taysom Hill in the gun. Now he motions Montgomery up to the line of scrimmage, and Taysom's going to keep it. Porter off the sideline. Touchdown! Taysom Hill with the quarterback power we've been asking for, and he walks into the end zone. Taysom Hill from two yards out. WWL, the play-by-play courtesy. Hot take number two is, regardless of what happens tonight with the Buccaneers and the Rams, the New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC, and it is because of their defense. That was an unbelievable performance yesterday, coming on the relative heels as it does of them humiliating Tampa Bay in the 35-3 Sunday night game. I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't care if it's Breeze. I don't care if it's Taysom Hill. I don't care if it's Jameis Winston. That defense is awesome. And if they play like that, there were moments in that game yesterday where you're watching and you think to yourself, do they have 14 guys on the field? How do they have every receiver blanketed and still be getting pressure on the quarterback on every play? Their defense is unreal. And I think we learned a few things yesterday. One of them is never doubt Sean Payton, and here's why he did what he did. Because he knew his defense was so ready to play that all he needed was his quarterback not to turn the ball over. That's why you don't give that ball to Jameis Winston. I was surprised by the move. I'm less surprised having watched it. The Saints before our eyes have morphed into a team that wants to beat you with defense and ball control. And that is what they will do either with Hill or with Breeze. And it doesn't matter what happens tonight. And that includes Tampa Tom. The Saints are the team to beat in the NFC. They are the best team in the NFC. That's hot take number two. Here comes number one. Number one. Steps in the pocket, throws the ball to the end zone. Pass is going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Justin Simmons in the end zone. Simmons, his fourth interception of the season, his 15th of his career. None bigger than that one with 63 seconds left. 8.50 KOA in Denver. Justin Simmons intercepts Ryan Fitz tragic in the end zone, and the Dolphins lose, and here comes the hot take. The Miami Dolphins blew it. Remember I told you I'd admit when I'm wrong? Listen for the crickets you're going to hear on Gruden. I'll tell you where I was wrong. I didn't buy into Justin Herbert at all. And there is now no question. It is less a statement about Tua than it is about Herbert. Justin Herbert should have gone ahead of Tua. The Miami Dolphins, if they had Justin Herbert today, would be one of the contenders for the Super Bowl in the AFC. Instead of a team whose excellent coach felt the best way he could win yesterday against a sub-500 Broncos team was to bench his rookie. Bench his future for Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
I'm not here to criticize Brian Flores. That guy has earned the benefit of the doubt. And he's playing to try and make the playoffs. He knows his team can do it. He knows his defense can do it. And if he felt Fitzpatrick gave him the best shot of doing it yesterday, then I'm not going to question him. But what I am going to do is I'm going to say that makes you question the decision. You don't see Justin Herbert getting pulled. You don't see his team losing any game this year because of the way he plays. So the hot take, and I don't like saying it because I like Tua. I'm a fan, and I still think he may wind up good. But Rex said it today. He plays small. When pressure comes on him, he looks small. Justin Herbert is the goods. And Justin Herbert should have been probably the fifth pick in the draft and maybe the first. I won't take anything away from Burrow, whose injury yesterday was an absolute, absolute tragedy by sports terminology. And I believe he was the right pick because of his hometown, because he is the Ohio kid. But if you're putting everything in a vacuum, boy, Herbert looks like he's the goods, doesn't he? That kid is special. So the hot take is the Dolphins got that one wrong. And yesterday was a very bad look at it. Dan Orlovsky, meanwhile, who was on with me today, did not like the benching in the first place. I hate it because this is the first time in Tua's NFL career, brief as it is, where he's faced with resistance, where he's faced with, like, the reality of what it's like to play in the NFL, that it's sometimes really, really difficult. And sometimes you get your butt kicked and you don't play good. And there's a moment in the game where you're like, okay, this is when I'm, only, I'm still in a 10-point game. I still got a chance to go win this football game that every young player goes through at some point. And it's the first time that he's met with that and they pull him. So I hate that. My second thing is this. Do they think that he does not have greatness inside of him? Because it would have taken greatness to bring that team back. So I think that's an interesting uh, take by Orlovsky, who also said that he has enough respect for Flores that he wasn't going to destroy the decision, but he hated it, and I get it. What Flores is trying to do is something that is very difficult to do, and that is develop a quarterback and win games at the same time. He felt he owed it to the rest of his locker room to put Fitzpatrick back in. And I'm not going to question him because he's gotten everything right. But I do think it is a statement about the confidence in Tua. So he says he's not changing quarterbacks, and I'm sure he won't. But boy, that put a little question in my mind, and it makes me wonder if they don't have some question in theirs. All right, those are my hot takes. Now it's time for yours, your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you. Treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. All right, for the hot takes, we go to hashtag Bubba. Bubba, who's first up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line? Yep, first up, we got Donovan in Virginia. Donovan, give me a hot take. The Las Vegas Raiders will beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs in Kansas City. I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't buy it, but I don't think it's at all crazy. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't bet against it. I would not bet against it. In fact, I believe there are three teams I could see winning the AFC this year, and the Raiders are one of them. I put them third. I think the, the Chiefs are the overwhelming favorite to do it because of the quarterback. Then I'd put Pittsburgh next, and then I would put the Raiders there, and I don't think any other team makes it to the Super Bowl. I would bet an amount of money that mattered to me that no other AFC team makes it. It'll be one of those three. And I love the take. I absolutely love it. A hot take that makes sense. The Raiders are that good. I love it. Bubba, who's next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line? Yep, in Pennsylvania, we have Matt. Matt, what's your hot take? 
Hey, Greeny, always love your show. Uh, I think that Ben Roethlisberger needs to be in the discussion for MVP. It's not a statistical award. It's a team award. Last year they were 8-8 eight and eight without him. This year they're 10-0. That's correct. Last year they were 8-8. Eight and eight. They were 8-3 and three in games in which they scored at least 11 points. Roethlisberger is back, and that team is unbeaten. If they go unbeaten, I believe his name will be in the discussion. I understand it's not a statistics award. You heard me open the show by saying they should rename the award the Patrick Mahomes Award because I think he is the MVP. I think when you get past him, I under, I appreciate the call, and I do believe Roethlisberger has played well enough and, and, and has guided his team to where it is to the point that his name belongs in the discussion. But I, that said, I do not believe he has any chance to win it, nor would I, he get my vote for the Patrick Mahomes Award. I would vote for Aaron Rodgers before I would vote for him. Aaron Rodgers is carrying that team. You watched them yesterday? We're going to get to them. Aaron Rodgers is carrying a very mediocre Green Bay team that if they don't fumble yesterday in overtime is probably right now sitting at 9-2. and two. So by no means uh, do I take anything away from Rodgers. And if I were casting a vote for the Patrick Mahomes Award right now, I think I would give it to him. But I like the call. Let's do one more here. May, at least one more. Hashtag Bubba. Who's got the next hot take? Yeah, we got Tate, and he's in Georgia. Tate, what's your hot take? Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys will finish 9-7 and seven and win the NFC East. Ooh. 9-7. and seven. They do have the easiest schedule by far of any of the remaining or any of the teams in the NFC East. I am going to pick them to win the division. But 9-7 and seven is aggressive because that means that they would sweep they would run the table the rest of the way. Let me call up the schedule here for you, Tate. I'm maneuvering as fast as I can. They get Washington at home this week on Thanksgiving. That's a win. They go to Baltimore the following Thursday. I believe that's a loss. There goes your, I think there goes your nine and seven. Then they got the Bengals, then the Niners at home, and they finish up with the Eagles and the Giants. I believe they have a chance to get to eight and eight. I think the likeliest scenario is they wind up seven and nine. I believe the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC least at 7-9. and nine. The only thing keeping the Eagles afloat, by the way, who have the hardest remaining schedule and look like the worst team in the group, so I believe that they will get knocked out of it. But the only thing even keeping them remotely afloat is the tie. Once again, mine is that kind of rare genius that will not be appreciated until long after my time. All right, thank you for the calls. Those are outstanding hot takes today. I appreciate them, and we will set aside some more time a little later in the show for a few more of them. I also want to let you know, you can tune in today in a little more than 10 minutes for the V-Week Impact Panel as the V Foundation for Cancer Research teams up with the undefeated for an important discussion on equity and health. SportsCenter's Jay Harris will talk with Jason Wright, the president of the NFL's Washington football team, along with Hill Harper, the award-winning actor from ABC's The Good Doctor, and others about health inequities in minority communities. Check out theundefeated.com slash equity in health at 1230 Eastern, so in just a few minutes, to learn more. All right, that's where it all begins today. With the hot takes and some of the thoughts, I will get back to Aaron Rodgers a little bit later. I will talk to you a little bit later as well about a poll question that I have up right now on my Twitter page, at ESPN Greeny. It's a simple one. If you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, which would you pick? The Steelers to go unbeaten or the Jets to go winless? Is it as obvious as I think it is? I'll take a look and see where the votes are coming in in just a moment. But coming up next, he is my favorite coach ever. And at least for this week, he's probably my favorite human being walking the face of planet Earth. Greeny, the podcast.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Wildcats beat the Badgers to stay undefeated. They improve to a perfect 5-0. They take control of the Big Ten West for the second time in three years. And for the fourth time in five games, they shut out their opponent in the second half. That's a proud Northwestern alum, Dave Ennett, with the call on Learfield IMG College as Northwestern played just a sensational game on Saturday and opened the eyes, I think, of a lot of people across the country with a, 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 a decided victory over a favored Wisconsin team. And as Dave said, Northwestern now takes control of the Western division of the Big Ten. And I've been very calm. I've been very relaxed. I wore a purple shirt today, but I haven't really done much. So give me a moment, if I could, just to freak out. As I welcome my favorite person, probably right now, that ever lived. He is one of the greatest players Northwestern ever had, and he is the coach of the Northwestern Wildcats, currently ranked number 11 in the country by the Associated Press. He is Pat Fitzgerald, and he is with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Sign. All kidding aside, Coach, congratulations on, on a day that I think, you know, there, there were things that you knew and that people like me knew that I think a lot of the country didn't know, and I think a lot of the country found them out. I, I wonder how you're feeling today as with all the attention that your team has justifiably been receiving. Well, thanks, Greeny, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and, and to uh, all of your great listeners. Just really proud of our guys. We've been working hard to get back our pride. You know, we, we had a tough year last year. Uh, the guys have sacrificed greatly, and uh, we've put ourselves in position now to maybe have a significant finish to the year. So uh, what, how am I feeling? I got a game plan, and we got to get ready to go play a very – you know, a tough opponent in Michigan State on the road. So that's what you do as a coach. You have a 24-hour rule and you move on. Well, that, that's what I really where I wanted to talk about because we, we can – there's been so much conversation already about what has happened. Let's talk about where we are. I've never seen a narrative on any team change as much as it seems to on this team over the weekend. On Saturday morning, you were a, a more than a touchdown underdog against Wisconsin. By Saturday night, I'm reading columns left and right of people saying Northwestern should run the table. Northwestern will be a double-digit favorite in all the rest of their games. They should go into the Big Ten championship game with a chance to play in the college football playoff. How do you handle all of that with your players? Well, kind of like I did last year when they said that I couldn't coach. <laughs> you know, it's you, you just can't be on the roller coaster, right? I mean, the, the same articles that were bashing our guys a year ago, and and rightfully so, and respectfully so, or you know, when you win, it just gets flipped over, and so you got to stay off that roller coaster ride. 
focus on what you can control. That's the way that we prepare. And, you know, listen, I, I would I would think 25 years ago, Coach Barnett would say, hey, you know, don't listen to this, don't listen to that. I, they're going to listen. It's just, you know, make sure you focus and do what you what you always do and the way you prepare and then take it with you to the game field and, and play for uh, four quarters or whatever it takes. Pat Fitzgerald is my guest here on ESPN Radio. Uh, for those who don't know, you were a great linebacker in your day and a two-time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. So you know what great defense looks like and how it is played. How would you describe the defense you have this year? Well, I want to start with Mike Hankowitz, our defensive coordinator. You know, I think it's 398 career wins now that he has. Uh, he's got to be the most successful uh, coach in the country right now as far as wins putting together a great plan with our defensive staff and then our guys executing and playing uh, for each other. I mean, you, you just, they don't care about stats. Uh, they, they just care about playing the game hard, physical, and for each other. And that unselfishness I think has led to our success. They've been ridiculously good. And now you mentioned what a difficult year last year was. And, and I'm not to point any fingers, teams win and lose as a team. But clearly, the, the, the so many struggles at the quarterback position. What has the addition of Peyton Ramsey in your mind? How, how would you put into words what that addition of that quarterback has meant for this team this year? Very important. You know, you look at our time before Peyton and, you know, Clayton Thorson, all-time winning as quarterback in program history. We had a great run with him and unbelievable success and consistency. And, you know, we were just inexperienced a year ago, and, and, it, and it showed. And, and uh, we just couldn't get over the hump. But Peyton brings – experience. He brings poise. He brings great leadership. He's making great decisions with the ball. Uh, and, and he's just a terrific person. I mean, since the day he's, he's gotten into our program, the entire offense and team, uh, the entire team has followed his lead. And I think it's given us great confidence going into each game. And then you're seeing the touchdowns here by uh, Ramad Chokio Bowman. I mean, RCB is playing outstanding football right now and, and uh, just really proud of uh, you know two seniors probably playing the best ball of their career. They had three touchdowns the week before and, and then the spectacular catch in the corner of the end zone Saturday. Pat Fitzgerald is with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Okay, let's get to the really important stuff now. <clears throat> Something you may not know but I do. Reese Davis is actually pretty athletic. So I think that if, if, if you, if, if they had really, if Joey really wanted to insult you, he would have said, I see a lot of Mike Greenberg's running around out there. You know me. That, that would have been really insulting. So all, all kidding aside, the Reese Davis thing, I love the way you guys handle it. I love that the, the social media has changed its, its name to the fighting Reese Davises. I know Reese joined your team in a, in a Zoom meeting this morning. Just talk about that motivation. Yeah, I mean, the guy sent me a text last week. I think it was Kyrick McGowan uh, saying, hey, coach, you, it really to our unity council, did you see this? And the guys just ran with it. They were having fun with it and enjoying it. In the pandemic year when things are challenging, you know, I think so. I think we're starting to show that we got some guys who can play like Joey. I mean, Joey was a great player and a great guy, and, and we ran with it and had some fun. And uh, it was terrific to have Reese on with the squad this morning, and uh, he challenged Ernest Brown. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And that's all it is. It's just fun, good-natured uh, college football. We ran with it, had a lot of fun, and now we're moving on. And and uh, but uh, just appreciate those two guys being good sports. And uh, you know, it's it's college football, man. And and trying to find ways in 2020 to to have some fun and make light of some things. Uh, just appreciate Reese. Listen. If, if it helps your team play, I'll say anything you want. I, I, I'll give you whatever, whatever it is you want me to say that'll get your players fired up. I'm more than willing to do it. 
Yeah, I don't think we need any extra motivation. And, and frankly, no no disrespect to those guys. I'm not sure it really motivated our guys a ton. <laughs> they just had fun with it and enjoyed it. But uh, listen, we need a lot. We need we need laughter this week, right? I mean, it's it's Thanksgiving week. We have a lot to be thankful for here at Northwestern. I'm very thankful for so many people, but most importantly, I'm, I'm really thankful for our healthcare providers. Uh, COVID-19 is, is an enemy that's that, that just is, is not going away. And uh, all those out there throughout the country on the front lines, protecting us and keeping us healthy and safe, uh, our thoughts and, and, and our prayers are with you all. And we have family members here, our players' families, uh, my family. We've got a lot of people that are in the healthcare uh, industry providing us uh, that, that health and safety. And for our head team physician, Jeff Mianis, our head athletic trainer, Kevin Kikagao and their staff. Uh, and all of our healthcare providers, we're very thankful for you here on Thanksgiving week. That's beautifully said, and you're so classy that it almost makes me feel bad to end the interview this way. But this, I, I do think it is a question I need to ask, and that is, uh, it is it is a question and, then a, and a follow-up. The question is, which do you feel have been more um, significant to your success this season, my pregame inspirational texts or my postgame celebratory texts? And then the follow-up is, um, which ones do you think have meant the most to the players? Uh, I would say the post game ones because we've done our job for you and we've gotten the win. So I enjoy those. Uh, and I will tell you that, um, uh, I haven't shared any with the players. So you got a little bit of work to do on the pregame one. So we've already had you once we keep winning. We'll have you again, but, uh, just appreciate you and, and all the wildcat, uh, media members that are out there. Hopefully, uh, we're going to continue to make you proud, but we got a huge challenge this week in East Lansing against, again, this is the third team we're playing coming off a of bye. Uh, so I've got to get our team healed up, refocused, re-energized, and but a lot to be thankful for here on Thanksgiving week. And I'm really thankful for you and your friendship, buddy. Thanks a lot. Uh, you're the best, Coach. Congratulations. That was a, a a wonderful win. Let's see what happens tomorrow night with the with the college football playoff rankings, and most importantly, go get them Saturday. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who cares about rankings? Let's try to find a way to go one and zero. Thanks a lot. Go Cats. I'm with you. Absolutely. That's Coach Fitzgerald with me here. Oh, okay. I got to play this again. Okay. I'm now motivated. I'm ready to play. If they were the fighting Mike Greenbergs this week, Michigan State would have no chance, literally no chance whatsoever. Coming up next, we'll go back to the NFL here. I will tell you about the two biggest mistakes of the season, both of which were on full display. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is probably the worst case scenario for the Cincinnati Bengals this year. And now you've got to call the 2020 season a failure. It's unfortunate. I hate to see a young man like Joe get hurt. Uh, he's a heck of, like I said, he's a heck of a football player. And uh, we know he'll be back. Devastating news in the NFL yesterday with the injury to Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You want a fascinating stat? I give you one every day, brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback, Cincinnati Bengals, has thrown the most passes of any player in the NFL this season. The two quarterbacks behind him, Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, in that order. Both of them, I think, were in the NFL before Burrow was born. That's obviously an exaggeration, but not that much of one. Tom Brady has thrown 385 passes this year. Matt Ryan has thrown 388. Joe Burrow has thrown 404. Unfortunately, the 404th will be his last. You saw what happened to him yesterday as he gets bent in half um, and the knee goes and he tweets after the fact that he'll see you next year. And it's just a devastating blow, just devastating. And so you wonder, did the Bengals put him in harm's way? We will talk to Mike Tannenbaum about that in 15 minutes because he has been espousing that for quite some time. But you know who was fired up about it this morning? It was Rex. All of us who love the NFL and love our players, this is a huge loss for all of us. And I go right back to the way they handled them. I mean, he's had more pass, uh, dropback passes than any quarterback in the league. That's how you're going to handle a rookie quarterback with a horrible offensive line and a bad football team? That's not what you do to this kid. And unfortunately, I, I thought, I'm like, oh, gosh, he's going to get him killed. He's going to get him hurt. And that's exactly what happened. Unfortunately, it is exactly what happened for Burrow. Now, you know Burrow wouldn't have had it any other way but to be playing the way he was playing and playing every snap and throwing and trying to win those games, and he won a few of them. But sometimes you have to protect the player from himself, and sometimes you have to say the amount of punishment that you are taking is something that in the long run will not serve you well. Tannenbaum is going to say coming up with me in a few minutes because I've heard him say it many times, they should have kept Andy Dalton. Developing a young quarterback is the most important thing you can do. It's more important than how many games you win this year. Burrow was terrific. And frankly, I would give him the Rookie of the Year award based on the injury. I know that his numbers will get surpassed by Justin Herbert. And candidly, Chase Claypool belongs in the conversation too for Rookie of the Year. And there are others. But I would give it to Burrow because he stood in there the way he did. To me, he's the Rookie of the Year. He certainly went the extra mile. The folks at Mercedes-Benz van asked me to pick someone who went the extra mile. I will say Joe Burrow went the extra mile this weekend and through his rookie season. Going the extra mile brought to you by Mercedes-Benz vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. My poll question again is up on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. Which do you think is more likely, the Steelers to go unbeaten or the Jets to go winless? Meanwhile, I mentioned that I think that the Tua pick over Herbert looks bad now. That was one of my hot takes this morning. And that 
if they had it to do again, you would take Herbert. And this is a lot more about Herbert than it is about Tua. And I saw this tweet from Nick Vipperman, who tweets, imagine what they would have said and this fan base would have said if we had taken Herbert at number five with Tua on the board. Everyone would have laughed us out of the room. Here's what I would say in response to that, Nick. A very smart guy by the name of Bill Polian, who was in the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame for having put together rosters, once said to me, if you listen to the fans, you wind up sitting with them. No one cares. No one remembers what people said about the pick the day it happened. A whole lot of picks got cheered the day they happened that didn't turn out so well and vice versa. The reality is Justin Herbert now is making a lot of people look bad. It's not just Miami, but they're the obvious one because they picked a quarterback ahead of him. How do you think you feel in Washington today? How are you feeling today in Washington where your franchise has obviously given up on Dwayne Haskins? And look, you took the kid Chase Young out of Ohio State. He's a terrific player. But you're still looking for a quarterback, and who knows when you'll find one. How would Justin Herbert look in D.C. right now? How would he look as the guy you're going to build the Washington football team around right now? There are a lot of teams out there kicking themselves for not taking Herbert. This is not about Tua. Tua may wind up being a great player. The injury stuff and what happened yesterday are the things that will be the, the significant concerns. But if you want to make this straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wild, the straight talk is this. Justin Herbert is the goods. And he was one that it was too easy to see coming. Would some people have criticized the Dolphins if they'd taken him? I'm not even sure I agree with that take, to be honest with you. I think you could easily have explained away taking him over Tua by saying, I'm concerned about Tua's injury history. And we think, see things in Justin Herbert that lead us to believe he's going to be a great player. Now, I can't sit here and tell you I know he's going to be better than Tua. That's what this is all about. We, we offer our opinions. And like I told you, I'm the first one who'll tell you when I'm wrong. I was dead wrong about Philip Rivers this year, and I wasn't right on Justin Herbert either. But the reality is, I think there is significant cause for concern that everybody who passed on him is going to regret it. Because Herbert looks special. Absolutely superstar special. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, busy we continue to be. As I mentioned, Tannenbaum will join me here in a few minutes with his uh, stuff all around the National Football League. We'll continue to take your votes on my uh, Twitter poll question, and we will take your calls in our next hour as well. I'll let you know when you should dial it up here with your hot takes coming off what was a really interesting Sunday and leading into the Bucks and the Rams on Monday Night Football tonight. All that and much more as we roll on. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.